So here we are. Hi, where this are we? This wonderful holiday season. You're starting to sound like a friend I know who constantly screams, Where am I? <laughs> who might that friend be? Where am I? Where am I? <laughs> who are you? That's his name. Where am I? <laughs> where am I? His name is Where Am I? <sighs> we are in my studio <laughs> on this wonderful Thanksgiving day spent between brothers. 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 <laughs> Not just any brothers. It must be of our uncles. Whenever they walk into a room and greet each other, they uh, go, Brother! Brother! <laughs> brother! <laughs> it's like, like they're from Thor or something. Hello, brother. Yes, brother. <laughs> it's just how they address each other. Brother! But t- today, it's more commonly remembered as uh, Spam and Cam. <laughs> spam. Cam. Come, come. Spam. Spum and comes giving. <laughs> you can't say those words. <laughs> Pretty sure that's illegal in like 16 states. Spunk's giving. Spunk. <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh, it's been a while since we had you guys on a on a episode, but I, I mean, I think we do one every year. You at know? least one. I think I think we do at least one every year, which is you know. It's fun. I, I think I mean, maybe we did two years. Se- you weren't in on the first year. I think we did two years second year, and then I think we did another two in the meantime. I mean, just think about it. The last one was probably uh, sit chilling in the hotel, um, eating and egg, then, eggs. No, and we've done I one more. I think we more. did one, bef- one after that. One more after we've that. done one more after that. Yeah, we did one in this room, too. Well, thank you for having us. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> thank you. You know that I would have you boys on. I've tried to get the uncles on so many times, they're just not into it. <laughs> it's all right. They don't have the attention span. It's all right. Yeah, so, so in order, we have... 41, acid 42, <laughs> 43, 44, 45... We have 73, which is when we did Assin at Disney. Mm-hmm. Then we have... Uh, good story time. Yep. Nine, 96. I think uh, Frowns was with us in that first one. He was, oh, but I he wasn't that. there for Acid and Disney. But we, had, but we had so sat there. We had a, Correct. That was he a was great four-person show. That was a good four-person one. I missed that. Uh, and then we did one, uh, I believe, in the uh, same same room upstairs. Yes. Um, but we were reading short stories, and we were... Uh, we were eating like edible, yes, little, little edible right. things. I yeah. believe it was Chex Mix, edible Chex Mix. I, th- I believe that was. Yes. And then um, one forty-eight, which is two episodes ago. That was when we were in California. That yeah. was when we did Horror Nights. Place Halloween. So well, we so have this is like that's like a year this ago. Is our, so this is nice. our fifth one, and then we did one more since then, which yeah. was which was in this room. But yeah. I think oh, hot but spicy. I think not the hot um, spicy. Which is what right. we're doing today. Oh. It's not hot. It's not hot, but it's spicy, it's okay? Spicy. So, it's Indian spicy. So, uh, episode four, which is 148, um, that's when I introduced you guys to not hot but spicy, because the um, the first three episodes we did something called Toast. Yeah, we love Toast. Which Water is the cold. other side, and, and that no longer exists. That's gone. Oh, Toast. The internet, the internet has removed it completely. We it burned was a, Toast. It was a Tumblr. 
where mm-hmm. people wrote spooky Tumblr short died. stories. And no, Tumblr's still alive. It's just no one uses it anymore. And then when you don't use your channel, it just it deletes itself. Yeah. So the, no one Party. used that anymore, or, or they got copyrighted or something, and they shut their entire channel down, which is sad. I always wanted to do, like, two-sentence horror stories, but when you but when you Google two sentence horror stories, like haikus, you get no like that's your breadth of material, and then you do like one episode and you're done because you've just read a bunch of two sentences, and that's what I realized with doing an episode with a bunch of baby ducks. Uh, we read through a bunch in one episode, and we were like, I've retained no information. Right, because there's two. We just did all of that. Yeah. And, I, and I dried out that material completely, yeah. and it no longer exists. <laughs> that's, that's fine. So, Bye. so I needed something a little bit cushier, something that we almost, love almost <laughs> yes, we do, something that Push. is reflective of almost a forum, you know, like Tumblr, where people get to tell stories. And I stumbled upon a website called Not Hot But Spicy. I like it. I have no idea how long it's existed. Early 2000s, I think 2006 or something. 2004. Um, And it's just been a forum that people just tell stories in. And some of them are fucking stupid, which is what we realized last episode. (laughs) I remember the one story um, from uh, an enormous boner. Oh, yes. That was the (laughs) author of that story. Yes. We were doing... uh, (laughs) We were doing... A story about a guy who goes up to a haunted house and he's like, and I walked into the house and it was gay and we were all gay. <laughs> you know, like that was that was oh, the end of the story and we, we looked at each other and we were like, what the fuck? What? Like, who Come writes on. this Come shit? So, so that's actually, <laughs> it's fun that you bring that up. The enormous, the enormous boner? The enormous boner. Because <laughs> no pun intended. Because we're literally going to read more not hot but spicy today. Let's go. <laughs> Come. Come. Stop, 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 stop. Oh jeez. Good times. Spunk's giving. <laughs> spunk's giving. Spunk's giving. But yes, this will be a fun one. No, spunk's giving. Spunk. It's a third word oh, for jizz. Spunk from it's British. It's British. It's British. Spunk. That's how that's how they handle it over there. Spunky. Spunk. Spunk. Yes. Boy, this um, this went downhill fast. Yeah. This is this is the fifth time I'm reading, not hot but spicy stories. Okay. And one thing I realized genuinely, is that uh, you can only expect, the unexpected. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you will read one story about a haunted telephone. And then immediately turn around and read a story about how a kid was, like, uh, murdered when he was a child. (laughs) That's not funny. I shouldn't be laughing at that. You never know what you're going to run into with Not Hot But Spicy. And last episode, I think we got off very lucky because we... We did nothing but read what seemed to be stupid little here's what runs in my family type of stories. Though... So, I don't know. Um, To mix up that concept, I instead went and picked stories for us. Cool. And I only mean... I'll get get to what we're getting to, but I mean, when I picked stories, I I literally looked at a list, grabbed 12 stories, which I think is four for each of us. Cool. And and I just grabbed them. It has nothing to do... I have no idea what they're about. I might know their titles. I, I think I had to pick by title. Okay. Um, 
but I have no idea what the fuck we're reading. Cool. And the way I judged it was I grabbed a story that was four pages long, then three, then two, then one. Nice. For each of us. Awesome. So we are each reading, you know, similar length, and then we cut down and get stupider, and then we cut down and get stupider. And then it's real. And then by the boom. time we're reading the one page ones, we're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 so that's that's the best part about that's 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 great that's great that's the best part nice of prep that's the best part about, about what we're doing this is today. why he's the Captain. best in the business folks <laughs> but promise me please don't I, share this page you will regret it <laughs> you definitely will well i just tell people not to share it from their personal pages if they if they know us then they should just you know share on a different platform kidding or if you know us and you don't care kill yourself <laughs> i was i wasn't gonna say that <laughs> I was going to say that at the end of the episode. Yeah, we did it too soon. We get someone to say it the whole time. It's, it's fine. It's, it's implied. Yeah. It's implied. I hope I hope everyone's doing good. I hope I hope everyone had a nice Thanksgiving. Like, right. You know, let's start right. off with that because I was talking about it earlier. It's like, where else would I be right now? I'd be at my mom's in, a, in uncomfortable clothing, way too sober. But getting, there'd be a lot getting, of people. But there'd be more people there. There would be more people. There'd be but more I'd be, family, I'd be more getting friends. Getting peppered with orders. Sure, sure. And it's real and, busy. And I'd have to talk too much. I know that's ironic because I'm recording a podcast about myself talking. Right. It's funny. Um, <laughs> Isn't that ironic? <laughs> but the type of talking I do here is not the type of talking I do in front of my mother, which I also feel like <laughs> is implied right. I mean, when, when all three of us have this conversation. So when when you look at it at that, at that perspective, I am sitting at home. I am in sweatpants. <laughs> I have not showered. This is a nice Thanksgiving. We have already smoked a blunt, <laughs> buttered the turkeys, and threw them in the fucking oven. <laughs> I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving, even though this is not our Thanksgiving episode. This is this is just when we're recording it. Go, go. Yeah, turkeys. Did you just gobble at me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that means he's excited, folks. I think so. So... And and you know the other place we'd be is at is at our rich aunt's, who great oh, aunt. I missed the right, um, right. Where the turkey would be cold, and I'd have to eat way too many Brussels sprouts. Just bad food, like Did in general. Like in general, just like terrible, terrible food. <laughs> Horrible. Watery and mashed potatoes. Also, <laughs> at this at this uh, same barn house, we got to paint the picture. It's a freaking eighteen hundred barn a, house yeah, on a there's, farm. There's a bunch of uh, horses and stables. And they. The person that owns it had big, like big eight land. eight of these like Japanese big chin dogs. Where land. everywhere you would look, <laughs> there was a Japanese chin. And after a while, you're like, oh my god, there's like eight Japanese chins around here, and yeah. I can't. Really handle this right now. She also had a husband that looked like a Japanese chin. 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 And he stole money from little children. Well, he playing was chess or uh, sorry, playing, playing uh, some poker. Playing or some poker. Yeah. Hey, you do what you gotta do. Hey, it's the everyone's hustle. got a side hustle. Uh, did Did you? You know that's a stereotype. Is the Chinese? The Chinese yeah. love to to gamble because oh, they yeah. can't in their home cool. country. Hey, you ever illegal. see the? You ever see the sands? It's illegal in China. Sorry, Wind Creek. Yeah. No. Whole buses of mm -hmm. Asians get oh, dropped cool. off. Uh, the last time I was there, Canberra. we were on cocaine. <laughs> yeah, it was the three of us. Uh, good times. Good times. Good times. 
I would but, go there. I would like to go there again. Not Corona and not on cocaine. So what I one other say. one other just amazing story from said Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. This these these are family that we don't know. They're it's like, dis- they're it's distant. like second cousins. Second cousins of second cousins. Like it's 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 art. like aunts cousin. It's like yeah. mom's no. It's like mom's cousin. Right. We've but, seen them like, like four even times then. It's in our like lives. how related are yeah, you? Yeah, we're not. But. So we're, we're going to this place. We don't know who we're going to interact with. And this guy comes up to us, and it turns out he's like a fire dancer. Yeah. And oh, yeah. he looks at us, and he was yeah. like, you didn't know there was a performer in the family, didn't you? And then proceeded to, like, fire dance at Thanksgiving. And yeah, it was just, like, awesome. really, it was really interesting. So Com looks at the guy and goes... I bet you didn't know this, but I swallow swords. And and he was like, and he was just like, oh, I fucking, I just fucking forgot him today. We could have uh, had a great duo. Uh, and you're just, and just, just. And we haven't seen him since. If only I have. Yeah. Right. Like what? Just what? What are them. what are these? Ex- what are these family experiences that we? Frowns have? was there for that he year. Was, I feel like I feel like I feel like he's the one who we should have pushed forward to say was a sword swallower. Yeah, he could definitely. It's a missed opportunity almost. Yep. Yeah, frowns is miss frowns you frowns. Is, uh, so uh, you know, I don't know if I do. I really don't know if I do. He likes to yell at me and tell me that he's hungry, and he says he he wait he he says stuff Feed like me. uh like uh this like, way you don't want to leave me out. Frowns, frowns hungry, <laughs> and then he goes he goes Papa feed frowns, and I and I go and I go I go please stop. You make me not want to hang out with you. He's literally a cat. You make me not want to have you here and that's a shame because you're my best friend and I shouldn't want to be away from you. Is this why you don't want children? Um, absolutely. No, that definitely goes hand in hand. It's, uh, it's, Do you want I, children? I don't want to be I don't want to be really, responsible really for anything children. other than myself. I don't really want children. So <laughs> I, I date someone Man, with their own yeah, kids it's gone, and, it's, and it's because it's because they're not mine that I would feel even less responsible. So, you know, I can take a partial responsibility. I don't want the whole I don't want the whole thing because of me. I don't want it to be my fault. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't want to look at that and be like <sighs> Oh shit. <laughs> I just what do I do here? I'm looking at like a a little kid who's just like standing in the yard like with a watering can, but instead of watering like a plant, he's just watering like a pile of dog shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, that's my son. Mm-hmm. So, wah wah it's a spe- wah. It's a special. <laughs> it's my son's definitely gonna be Lucas. And then yeah, he takes an AR-15 to the closest high school. You know, no thanks. Oh, oh, <laughs> no thanks. My kids. You know, I always thought he was messed up. I didn't think he would do that. I didn't think he would do that though. No. Not making light of that situation at all. We we'll probably got to delete I'm, that out of this. No, I'm saying that that's an inherently that's an inherent thing I worry about. I don't want to be responsible for whatever fuck up I create. That's good point. So that's good point. You know, I'm with you. I'm okay with that. But I do think if it happened on accident, I'd be like, sure, we can keep you know put a collar on it. <laughs> keep it in a cage or something. Yeah. As long as you replace the the newspaper every couple of days, yeah, we're, we're fine. Well, Definitely. There's some really nice cages you can get. Some scraps, some scrap Taco Bell, <laughs> whatever's left in the bag. Has anybody ever locked you in a poop cage? Uh, I don't think so. Not a poop cage. I've never been in a poop cage, but I know that there are people no. that enjoy poop cages. A closet in the basement, I think. I know for a fact that I've been locked in a dog cage at one point. Wolf. Did you poop in it? No. Oh, okay. Did you get Did you get pooped on when you were in the cage? No. Good. Okay. So we're not in a poop cage. Okay. 
it's good. It's I good just, news. I just know for a fact at some point in the past when I've walked in to clean any of our various dog cages. Oh yeah. So, someone has walked in behind me. It was probably even Sure. Bob, sure. Walked in behind me. Uh, literally, literally close to the dog cage. Now. The crate, yeah, and then just walked out of the garage. It's fun. Well, I have fingers, so, you know, you can just reach them just right through. And right, we're not. It's, not. It's, it's, it's fun. Really. I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> I wish someone loved me. Uh, it's funny, because even the cartoon of you has ha- literally has amorphic floating hands. Yeah, no fingers. <laughs> no, they, they have oh. fingers. <laughs> no, you don't have arms. You have hands. <laughs> just hands. No arms. No, just hands. Yeah. Is the axe still masturbating? That's what well, Flanzo yeah, for. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> oh, that's what I have spum for. That's, that's what Flanzo for. <laughs> we both have hands. That's oh, that's okay. Oh Jesus! Just how's how, how's, how's <laughs> your thanks? How's your Thanksgiving going so far, guys? I'm high. Yeah. There's that. That's about it. So far, having a great day. It's beautiful outside. Got a dog on my lap with my bruvs. Bandana Jane. Bandana Jane here. Bandana Jane. She forgot Jane. to bandan. No. <laughs> oh, she's such Nestled. a loving dog. Nestled. Safely under our tree. Oh, Can we get a quick shout out for your new PC setup? Yeah, it's oh, looking I've, real dope. I've, I feel like I've been shouting it out oh, pretty, okay, much, cool. pretty much every episode well, because it's a beautiful piece of machinery. Yeah, it's nice. Going to add to the list. It's dope. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I like the I like the colors. I like my screen. My screen is fun. It's real good. Playing I, games. I've been recording a lot of games. I know I showed you a little bit yep. of my ghost footage. How the, can we the, see some of those the games? The second episode. Oh, yeah. It's a fun fun reminder. You're going to go to our YouTube. You're ah. search Lots of Pasta, the channel on YouTube. Buy it's on merch. YouTube. If you're listening to this, then that means you're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play Podcasts, or possibly SoundCloud or MixCloud or one of the other various online How many fucking clouds do we need? <laughs> We're on a bunch of clouds. Yeah. I'm, I'm high as... I'm, high on my, as I'm my own cloud. Are you... I am... As Kid Cootie I'm a co- say, I'm a I am my own cloud. Ah, hello. Same. Do you rain often? Cloud... Bustin. Oh, so nice. I uh, cloud busted. Bustin, bustin. No, it was I'm Buster busting. Sword, not busted. I'm busting cloud. It's <laughs> a song. I know, but I just dropped the Final Fantasy VII <laughs> rap Shit. on you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I've been, we've been playing Phasmophobia, which is up on the YouTube. By the time you're hearing this episode, there might be two or three of those episodes on there. Cool. I love Phasmophobia. And I am. Currently recording a series with Deputy Dewey called A Way Out, which is basically like two prisoners working to get out of uh, Shawshank Redemption together. Oh shit! And then they're on on the want. They're on the run from the from the cops. I could show you guys a little bit of that that footage because we're recording it. There's some phasmophobia. I'm a phasmophobic. This is me and uh, me and the dude drop. E A. We're 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 escaping from jail together. Don't. Dun, you dun, play side dun, by dun, side, dun, and you tell dun, oh shit, dun, you tell dun, the same story. So he's over there, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm on the right. Are you I'm, gonna go jack I'm, up this security guard? I'm real Leo. Fast? Oh, you know me. Oh, he strangled him. You know, oh, knocks not, his ass out. Not gonna shit. He he dun, refuses. Dun, he's dun, like I'm not I'm not violent. That's what he would say. He's deputy. You know, he's deputy Dewey. It's not enough light. There's one point where we're we're running. Slippity yeah. slide. Oh, he's falling down the hill. Please be the good one. 
Please be the good one. What's going to happen here? Oh, he jumps! Oh. Will he make it? Will he make it? You have to grab each other's limbs. What? A limb? No, he, will he do it? No, he's fucking <laughs> done! Oh, he misses it. He falls to his death in the cavern. <laughs> so, he does not escape. So the, the, the first time we got to that scene, he, he jumps through the air, and, and, and you could just hear, oh you could hear Dewey in the background say, you're going to let me fall, aren't you? <laughs> and I immediately let go of, the, of reaching my hand out to save him. It's like... Funny. Yeah. Uh, so, so uh, a way out. We've been we've been playing a way out for a couple episodes. Um, I know that I'm gonna post that at some point. Um, we've recorded a lot of phasmophobia at this point. Phasmophobia. You're gonna see uh, probably three or so episodes. Song. I'm trying to think of something for it. This is phasmophobia. This is the the ghost hunting game. Hunting ghosts in phasmophobia. And you, phobia. It's, it's with uh, other people. Holding my flashlight gun. Phasmophobia. <laughs> so you're. Sounds like it'd be on Nat Geo. You know, there's there's a lot of well, all that I'm trying to say is. Uh, there's a lot of good content on the. There's YouTubes. some good content on the YouTube, and and you're missing out if you ain't over there. You know, giving us those likes, those views, those subscriptions. That's you want them to subscribe to the YouTube. That's all I'm saying. I do too. That's all I'm saying. I agree. Has anyone ever called you a cheddar goblin? No. But well, it's a, let uh, me it's, be the first. It's an actual <laughs> thank you. Yes. It's an, an actual, actual box of mac and cheese. Yeah, they're. I believe they're from Devane. Sponsor us. So that's fake. It's oh. from a movie. Sponsor us still. It's from a movie, Mandy. Take it out. And um, they actually made the macaroni and cheese. Nice. James. To, pr to promote the movie. Yeah. That's and, good, that's uh, good well, storytelling. Whatever and company put it out, send us more. It's dope. Yeah. And, and it's all just based off of a, a movie. Nicholas Cage. Yep, Nicholas Cage. Very good movie. It's awesome. Lots of dope stuff. In well, here. we hope that anyone listening, that you had a great holiday, and whenever you're listening to this, I hope things are getting good in your lives, but what do you say we start reading some... Not hot, but spicy. Can you bash me a piece of pepperoni? Thank you. spicy like my curry. <laughs> Why? So I'll start off then. Yeah, cool. you, you're we'll, gonna we'll go in that order then. You are Jimmy Rollins. Oh, I'm the, I'm the Big Lebowski. That's fine. Is you the Big Lebowski? <laughs> A dead cat. The dude abides. I've been sucking down that codeine to try and help with this cough. Oh really? No. <laughs> well, no. So we're reading some not hot but spicy here. You know what we're doing. You saw the title of the episode. You saw that letter card. We are reading some peppery boys. While um, actually eating pepperoni. Yeah, well, you are. I'm going to read a story. Oh, right. I'm going to be a responsible individual. We're yeah. we're doing the countdown. Debatable. We're doing the final countdown. We're each starting with a four-page story, then a three-page story, then a two-page story, then a one-page story, and we're going to devolve into madness. <laughs> That's a buddy. So we are... Jumping into that, the author of this story is someone online called the Big Lebowski. Yeah, it's right. The dude. Yeah. It's not. And hot, he's telling a story. He's telling a story. It's called Dead Cat, and, and it looks like it's in response to another person. Um. Uh, he's asking someone online for for advice. Because he addresses them, well, in Karna, which is probably a different person on the website. 
If you don't mind, I'd like your opinion on my house. I've lived in the same house since I was five years old. I'm now 25 and have purchased it from my father. The only places of interest are the front door, the smaller bedroom's closet, the upstairs hallway's closet, and the basement. The house itself is probably nearly 110 years old. That's old. That's old. The smaller bedroom's closet runs the length of the bedroom and has a very small door leading to the attic with two latches and two padlocks on it. That sounds like a uh, disappointments room from back in the yeah. 1800s where they'd put the special children. The attack itself runs the length of the upstairs, smaller bedroom excluded, and has a secret passage. Secret passage in the attic. The passage contains a small room with a bench and a ladder. The ladder rungs were far too far apart for me to climb as a child, and the passage up top is too small for me to squeeze into now. I've used flashlights to see what I can up there, and it looks like an empty landing. There's also what I think to be another empty landing five feet further up and behind if you're climbing the ladder with no way to reach, unless you can jump five feet vertically and seven feet across uh, in, in such a tight space. I don't imagine that to be very uh, possible. How can, you be, how can it be that big? Nope. Mm, sounds spooky. The first odd thing my family, older and younger brother, and I noticed was the front door's lock. The door itself is probably as old as the house and extremely sturdy. The deadbolt is newer than the door, but at least 50 years old. Mm. Almost on a nightly basis, you could hear the door lock and unlock itself nonstop. (laughs) The timing was erratic and never seemed to follow a pattern. I set up a tape recorder years ago and confirmed that it is definitely the lock making the noise and not some old pipe. The locking and unlocking always stops as soon as anyone comes downstairs, and I still try to catch it every now and then, but it never fails to cease if I come running or sneaking towards it. It also never starts if someone is downstairs throughout the night. The closest I've ever come to observing it was five years ago while I sat on my porch's swing. I heard it pop and click three times within six seconds. I stood up and faced the door, but it stopped as soon as I turned. I sat back down and heard one last click as the door unlocked itself again. That door's fucking with you, bro. It's funny. It's a funny door. asshole behind it. The basement always gives off a strange vibe, as I imagine most basements do, but it's not very threatening. I remember going down there once shortly after we moved in to catch a quick glance of my recently deceased great-grandmother smiling at me from between the washer and dryer. That's terrifying. (laughs) I was six years old then, so I wouldn't be surprised if that was just a childhood delusion or something else. Easily explainable. The upstairs hallway's closet only had one strange incident, but it scared the crap out of me. I was 12 at the time and was woken up to a strange sound. It sounded exactly like two marbles clicking together. The sound came from the hallway itself just outside of my bedroom. I turned on the light and the noise stopped immediately. I looked around and found nothing and turned the light back off. The clicking started back up again almost instantly, but was much louder and faster. This time it managed to wake my older brother up as well. I turned the light on and decided to check out the hallway again. My brother must have assumed I was the one making the noise because he turned the bedroom light off before I could reach the light switch in the hallway. And as soon as the light went out, I heard three clicks and a crash. I lunged at the switch and turned the lights on and was amazed at what I saw. The hallway's closet door was open and all the clothes that were hanging in it 
were on the floor. The 12-foot wooden pole that the clothes hung from was still intact, but all the clothes were completely blocking the door. I went downstairs and slept it off. The next morning I checked it out and discovered all the hangers were piled up in a neat stack against the back wall of the closet. Of course, I got in trouble for the whole thing. Of course you did. Ain't that just the way. <laughs> the closet that was in our bedroom, the one with the attic, was and still is the most messed up place in the house, though. Fucked up. I hate to break off on a tangent, but this is important. We had five cats when I was a kid. That's a lot of cats. That was the oldest one, Smokey. Smokey. More of a dog than hey, a cat. Cat dog. Followed me everywhere. I had a paper route, and the cat would follow me the whole route, even during the coldest of Wisconsin winters, which is fucking cold, cold fucking in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. He used to climb up the ladder of my bunk bed in a very loud and clumsy fashion nightly to sleep with me. Hey. This cat would not leave my side ever. And when I was 15, he stopped coming upstairs. He'd still go into the basement, so I know he didn't have a problem with stairs. I tried several times to carry him upstairs, and he'd get so scared that he'd attack me. This cat never even scratched me before this. This cat also hated other animals. It would attack dogs triple his size on sight as well as other cats. In November of 1996, both my brothers and my father went up north for deer hunting. My mother was out of town visiting her sister, and I was 16, home alone because I was fairly well-behaved. The second day of having the house to myself is the weirdest thing I've ever seen started. My big, fat-ass, all-white, long-haired cat, Boris, went missing. Oh, Boris. I thought he possibly got stuck outside, even though he, he never attempted to stay the night before. I figured he'd turn up in the next couple of days. I was right. The fourth day of having the house to myself was a normal school day. At first, I decided to steal my brother's car for the day and drove home for lunch. I finished eating with half an hour to spare, so I decided to play with the cats. I found three of them, but couldn't find Smokey anywhere downstairs. Oh, Smokey too. I decided to check upstairs for the off chance that maybe after a year and a half, he had enough courage to sleep in his old spot in my bed. And when I got to the hallway, I saw Smokey's tail in my bedroom facing the door. I entered the bedroom and he immediately began to shriek as loud as a cat can. He was facing the closet door, which was open. I always kept it closed. The damn cat didn't even acknowledge my presence in the room and I started to panic a bit. I forced the cat downstairs and found my father's extra large mag light and headed back up to my room and Smokey was right on my tail. I knew something was wrong at this point and the hair on the back of my neck stood up. The closet was dark and cold. It was always ice cold, so I didn't think it was abnormal, but the stench was overwhelming. We had a freezer in our basement that a cat unplugged while we were on vacation, and roughly 200 pounds of meat had spoiled within it. The closet smelled worse, much worse. I turned on my flashlight and pulled the light fixtures cord, and of course the damn bulb was burned out and my scared ass wasn't going in without more light, so I got another bulb and replaced it. And then I found Boris. Oh he was laying down against the back wall of the closet exactly where I found the clothes hangers in the other closet. He wasn't white anymore. Now I'm no expert, but I never would have guessed a cat's body had that much blood in it. And all of his fur, except a couple of patches on his head, was stained maroon. The blood wasn't even all the way dried, which still makes me wonder why I smelled it so rotten in there. His face was contorted in a very fucked up expression, a cross between panic and sleepy. 
Smokey started screeching from the bedroom again, which didn't help the atmosphere. And I grabbed a garbage bag and gloves from the kitchen and decided to take a closer look at Boris. And I'm sorry if any of you are squeamish, but this is how he felt. His back half was very rigid, but it looked like his back left paw was broken badly. His front half felt spongy and boneless. Both of his front paws were severely broken and his neck was stretched at an extreme angle. I poked at his ribs a bit and they felt shattered. I had trouble locating them at all on his left side, but the right side had a couple of intact ribs. His skull felt fine though. I'm very curious. I'm a, I'm a very curious person and I didn't feel any panic for the first few minutes that I was looking him over. I felt extremely sad and wanted to see what caused his death. It's like the fear left me completely when I saw him and didn't return until I was almost done. But suddenly I felt a very urgent desire to get the fuck out of my house. I stuffed the cat into the garbage bag, surveyed the closet for something that may have fallen on him, and found something very interesting under the cat. A bloody playing card probably came out of the toy closet, or the toy box in the closet, and when I washed it off I discovered it was a seven of clubs. I doubt that's important, but it stuck with me. To be honest, the cat looked like it had been beaten to death by a psychopath. I don't even know how you could damage a cat that much. My family being out of town assured me that it wasn't one of them who did it, and I love cats so I know I didn't do it. Nothing was stolen and I doubt someone would break into my house with the sole purpose of beating one of my cats to death in a closet. What an intense starting point. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it was a classic case of someone's living in your walls? Someone's living in the walls. <laughs> someone's living in your walls. Yeah. It's a classic case. Pretty much the bull. Classic case of someone living in your walls. Yeah. And fucking your cat. Well, maybe not that. So we're going to we're going to get to the uh, the quiet hero whose whose story that he's telling is uh, the clown shoe. Yes. And and HBS. Will, it's not I the will, clown's shoe. It's clown shoe. It's clown, clown shoe. shoe. Clown shoe. I will let. Interesting. Come, take this one. Um, Here's a story I never promised I'd never tell anyone because it's pretty much the reason that I'm fucked up nowadays. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> About three years ago, my parents left me home for the weekend to take care of the house by myself. Similar circumstance, clown shoe. My grandparents checked during the day, but for some reason. My parents' logic conceived that a 14-year-old boy who grew up on video games, fantasy novels, and a way too wild imagination would be just fine and dandy when the night fell. Needless to say, they were very, very wrong. So here I was, 14, on the <laughs> second night of the three by myself. This is for you, 14. Can't remember exactly what I was up to, but it probably involved me being in the basement playing UO. You know, my UO nights usually turned out to be uneventful, and tonight was no exception. Wait, wait, I, feel, wait, I feel dumb for not what? understanding I don't know what, what a UO night is. Uh, it I'm going to have um, to Google it because I can't... I what is UO? I'm going to guess this. it was... Yeah, let's say guesses before we find it. It is... Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's definitely a masturbation term. Like, it's, no. it's, it's his UO time. Uranus he says Ostrich. playing UO. He's playing, he's playing some online game. Ultimate... Ostrich. Ostrich. I love playing Ultimate Ostrich. The my, Unicorn Observer. My Unicorn Observer nights usually turned out to be uneventful, and tonight was no exception. <laughs> After uh, it's Ultima Online. Ultima. Oh. Which is a uh, sexual massive multiplayer uh, role-playing game. It's yeah. Nineteen ninety-seven. Okay, cool. 
It's yeah, just I'm right up my, right along, up my alley. Lines of Warcraft, yeah. If you guys know come in real life, it's this is right up my alley. Right, you're this type of person. Yeah. My you UO nights basketball. usually <laughs> turned out to be uneventful, and tonight was no exception. After growing sick of running from reds and getting my ass kicked, permanent UO noob status. Seriously. I noob. decided to go upstairs <laughs> and make some food. Here's where things get weird. You don't even know you owe, okay? <laughs> don't you be calling me a noob. You don't even know it. <laughs> I don't. You're right. Uh, so listen, I go upstairs to make some ramen, and I'm hit by this eerie silence that always seems to accompany the night spent in a house alone by a 14-year-old. About three minutes into boiling water on the stove, I hear this muffled laughing sound from outside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> drop. Oh. Okay, no big deal. Yeah. I'll just ignore it and focus on the ramen. I, I actually, I love some fucking ramen. Ramen's mm. best. I, Delicious I just ramen. Had some I fucking, have you ever been to, uh... Uh, Rocky, we gotta take a trip there. That's what I just ordered from, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. I've okay. definitely had that before. Delicious ramen. Your Delicious 35 ramen. cents of noodly goodness will ease my mind. 30. Oh, is that kind of ramen? All right, but yeah, the yeah, laughing yeah. starts again and is cut out <laughs> abrupt by something crashing against the window. Crash. I freak out. Ah! <laughs> and after hiding in the corner for a few minutes, straightening my head out, I tell myself, it's just a bird. Don't freak out. Yeah. But if we know what's real, birds are not. So at <laughs> this point, <laughs> I decide I just need to look denier. outside the window and make sure nothing is wrong. I am presented with the view that I am very accustomed to. A grassy hill leading down to the lake I live on, moonlight sprinkling across the water. Bliss what was it sprinkling? Sprinkling across. <laughs> Sounds pretty moonlight nice. Sprinkling. Sprinkling. Bliss of my childhood years spent here. Oh, he's, he's just having a night. I tell myself I'm okay and that there's nothing wrong here. I'm just a stupid 14-year-old that has read too much Tolkien. I love Tolkien. Yeah, it's good. I take one more look across the yard to make sure that I can get back to my ramen, and that's when I see something. Behind one of the largest trees in our yard, I see a figure glaring back at me. <laughs> I blink. The person disappears. Panic hits me like a brick, and I freak out. Ah. After hiding behind our kitchen counter... Oh my god, I freak out. <laughs> I'm hiding behind the kitchen counter and I begin to feel vulnerable. So I grab the closest two weapons that I could find in the moment. A kitchen knife and a broom handle. Not gay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, just wanna make that just wanna make that clear. It's not gay. It says I, it. I just grabbed the broom it handle. Says it. In a rush of adrenaline, I run outside to the porch in order to straighten things out. I tell myself again I'm not afraid that I can be able to take care of this fucking idiot who's playing these pranks on me. Short walk around my house reveals no scary pedophiles or Good. trespassers, Good. and I begin to calm down again, cursing myself for being so childish. Stupid 14-year-old boy. <laughs> start to walk back to the porch. I forgot that I'm boiling my ramen, and so I take a quick glance back at the kitchen window. My kitchen light flicks off for three seconds, and then turns back on. I blink. Did I just see that? If you've ever had the feeling like someone's in your house that you know you have a few options beyond. A. Facing this shit by yourself, or B, calling the cops and feeling like an ass, then you probably know what I was going through. Adrenaline kicks in again, and I know I have to go back inside. You're gonna go face this thing with the, with the, <laughs> with the so. kitchen knife. Yeah, I want my yeah. ramen. Alright. It's 35 cents. Uh, I want my ramen. After pacing back and forth a few minutes, I decide it's now time to strike. I'm going. I rush inside. Shout out, I know someone's in here. You better get the fuck out. And I actually believe that I now have frightened any person who has the balls to walk into someone else's house unwelcomed. That was scary, wasn't it? Get the fuck out! Get the fuck out! <laughs> you don't even know it! Is it your house? Get the fuck out! 
Slowly my make <laughs> slowly making my way from room to room. I turn on every light I can. Clearing out the first floor, clear. And then upstairs, clear. I feel worse and worse because I know there's only one place left to check. The only place I've been avoiding. The basement. That thing's not Now just lock it. Yeah. yeah I'll say whatever's down there's down it. there, yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. My basement really isn't that threatening though, except that it only has one exit and about four closets. I open the door to downstairs and flick on the light for the stairs. I make a quick look and start praying to whatever god there is out there that I will see no one. Yeah, you're fucked then if you're praying to God. <laughs> Luckily, there's nothing to see, and so I build myself up and prepare to make my way downstairs. What sucks the worst about my basement is there's a stair light and a downstairs light. The stair light can be turned on from the top of the stairs, but the downstairs light can only be turned on by forcing yourself to go downstairs and face the darkness. And so, with a broomstick, not gay, and knife in hand, I slowly make my way down the stairs. A quick look in the darkness yields no intruders, so I begin to feel a bit safe. Finally, I hit the bottom of the stairs and force myself to do the one thing I dread the most, turn on the light. The room lights up, and then I see a thing I will never forget as long as I live. In the middle of the room is an oversized clown shoe, left with the laces undone. Once again, I blink and this time I presented with no clarity. <laughs> the shoe is still there, a clown shoe, in the middle of my fucking basement. At this point, I completely lose it. I lose my fucking shit. In a, tear of, in a rush of tears, I sprint downstairs and grab the cordless phone. I run out into the middle of the street and call my grandparents. I tell them that I need to be picked up immediately. I don't know if they made out a word of what I said, but they agreed to come. <laughs> come. Oh, I will come. I will get come. that cop. We'll come. get that one two times. The next ten minutes. There's a fucking clown. <laughs> a clown shoe in my fucking house, Granny. Please come. It's just a clown shoe. You haven't seen Please come. That's a good point. You it's a clown. It's clown. a clown shoe. It's true. The next ten minutes were really the longest ten minutes I ever spent in my fucking life. All I can remember doing is packing back, pacing back and forth, broomstick, not gay, and knife in hand, sobbing and shaking like a baby. I stared at that house for what seemed to be hours, praying to God that some psycho would come out to get me. I needed some fucking closure here. Needless to say, my grandparents showed up and took me to their house. I didn't sleep at all that week and refused to step foot in that house ever again. I remember telling my grandparents and later, my parents, some fabricated story that someone kept knocking on my door and I just freaked out. I don't know if they believe me, as seeing some kid armed to the brim house, housewife gear weeping uncontrollably deserves a better story than the one I gave them, but they never questioned me. Of course I had to ask my parents if they ever found anything weird in the house. They said of course not, and shrugged off the look bewilderment in my eyes. I was absolutely crushed. I know I didn't imagine that shoe. I saw it. My parents' divorce never meant more in my life, as I moved into my dad's house with, without so much as a word to the reason why. It's one thing to know what, that someone is fucking with you, but then when things are left unquestioned, your whole world just kind of collapses. I know I didn't imagine that shoe. The best part of the story is what it implies. And it implies that a clown is in your house and went <laughs> and slipped out of his shoe and hid somewhere in your house. <laughs> or just left. <laughs> or just left with the shoe being a calling card that he's watching you. Either way, I would feel threatened and I would never go in that fucking nope. house ever nope. again. <laughs> I don't want to fuck with clowns, nope. dude. He also was like questioning his folks and being like, uh, why don't you care more about how fucked up I was right here? 
Well, which is an interesting. They never experienced the knocking that he described, and he's gonna need therapy. Maybe his dad's a closet clown. That's exactly it. Yeah, it's wow. very interesting. Like, were they you know, the one maybe, fucking with them? Maybe his mom's a closet clown. I know that the female clown is is more rare sure. than the male clown. Yep. Than the male clown. Yep. But, you know, that was a good one. I liked that, that one. Was. It was fun. Had well a little, done. Had a little well done, Cam. 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 Now this one has an unknown author, or the username is unknown author. True. But the uh, he, this guy's reading about Muppets. Muppets. None other than the Muppets. I'm not sure what it could imply. I do I love no the Muppets. Clue. I do, it's, it's, I do I, love the Muppets. You, so. you did want to read this so one. Cool. So it says he does like granny and granddads. I see that, yes. So long ago, when I was about four or five, young lad. I was a young little boy. Yes, I stayed over at my grandparents' <laughs> house. My grandparents' house for the night. My mom stayed <laughs> over with me because dad was out of town on business. Dad's always out of town. Granny and granddad quite enjoyed their television programs <laughs> and had a set in each of the two bedrooms in the house, as well as in the living room. All right, so they were a little ahead of their times. They had TV yeah. wherever they went. I love it. I was still stupid enough to believe TV's flickering. Mind-sucking images were pretty neat, so I was in heaven. Oh, cool. I love TV. Night came on softly, as it only can when you feel safety and warmth around you. Okay. With one of Granny's home-cooked meals in my stomach, I had begun to feel the need for slumber. Mm, uh, it's gonna be after, after I ate my food, I need a nap-nap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we all piled in the monstrous king bed in Granny and Granny's master bedroom. Oh, yes, I love and cuddling with my we whole family in one bed. And soon we were all snoring blissfully. You remember when you were four or five and you cuddled with my mom. That's and true. And cuddled uh, with grannies, you know? Granny, I woke up in the mom, night and I sat upright looking around. Something had disturbed my slumber. I love that they keep using the word slumber, too. It doesn't, it doesn't imply what you, what you do when you're a child. Granddad was still snoring rhythmically and Granny looked like she hadn't budged an inch. So I sat back and prepared to visit the re realm of dream once more. We dream. must go to the realm of dream! Realm of dream. <laughs> then the television turned itself on. <laughs> now, I'm only 22 years old, but this was in the days when remote controls were the providence of the wealthy and debased. Hell yeah. Granny and Granddad did not fit into <laughs> either of those two categories. To sell. To, to see a, t a television turn itself on was an interesting thing. Yeah. I sat up again to see what would come on. At that time, the TV in my grandparents' bedroom was a black and white. I watched the white dot that had formed in the middle expand to full screen, but only the static of a dead channel appeared. Hmm. Then images began to appear. Hmm. I couldn't really describe them. They were sort of shadowy things at first, but they seemed to be, for lack of a better term, Scoping me out. Hmm. Slowly, an actual image began to appear. Muppets! <laughs> the Muppets were on! Not the Muppets! I was exalted, elated! I wanted to wake my grandparents up, but then I started to feel a bit uncomfortable what was happening on the television. Muppets did not usually have fangs, as I recall. Hmm. At least not ones that looked so... real and out of place in an otherwise standard Muppet-style mouth. I realize this is sounding goofy. You were warned. You were. <laughs> well, uncertain about what to do, I decided to keep a close watch on the television. The Muppets looked at me. Hmm. It was common, of course, on Sesame Street and The Muppet Show for them to acknowledge the audience, so I wasn't alarmed so much by that. I described these things as Muppets because they primarily what they looked like. Other than the rows and rows of unusual teeth, 
One looked vaguely Grover-esque, <laughs> and the other sort of reminded me of Harry the Monster. I don't know if he's on Sesame Street anymore. I, I remember Harry. He was a little bigger. The Grover-esque yeah. Grover Muppet leaned over and pointed at me while whispering something to his companion. Grover was always my favorite. Grover was funny. Grover had fun books. Yeah, we had, we had, we had a good time with Like Grover. the one, the, it's like it's like Grover's book of where's the book, and you go through the entire book and he's like, I'm not in a book. Yeah. And like he's having like a fucking identity crisis. Like, it explains what? it explains so much of my life. Oh, so good. So, the Grover-esque Muppet leaned over and pointed at me. We love Grover. While whispering something to his companion. They looked at me in unison, whispering all the while in a strange, unusually guttural tongue. It sounded completely random, although it did, did somehow seem to follow the meter and pattern of a language. They were, yeah, what, what were they doing? In, the, in lieu of Thanksgiving. Yeah. I noticed when the, the Grover-esque Muppet pointed, he had very long, distinct talons on his furry hands. Oh, that was quite disturbing. It was fucking weird. The Muppets began to dance and sing and cavort about in that strange <laughs> language of theirs. It was sort of amusing, I recall. I, I began to, to feel a bit more at ease. Oh, yeah, you're the male version. <laughs> the Muppets motioned for me to come forward. Come. I shook my head. No. Come. come. The Muppets tried again. Come. come. I shook my head. I was beginning to feel frightened. If there ever was a way Muppets could look pissed, these guys were doing it. With all these rows of fangs, it wasn't pretty. I should mention that all of this singing, dancing, cavorting horror that was going on seemed to in no way disturb my grandparents. This disturbed me as well, because these guys were loud. Come. I got out of bed and crept into the living room, being careful to avoid approaching the screen. The Muppet things wore visages of absolute anger, motioning violently for me to approach the screen. My attempts rose, roused my grandmother and grandfather were in vain. They would not stir. I ran into the living room crying. I collapsed in my granddad's chair, buried my face into the fabric, and began to weep. Certain doom had come for me. It was the fucking Muppets! Come! Ugh. I looked over at the television in the corner of the living room. It had already begun to turn itself on. Jesus. The shadow forms that had dissolved into the Henson-styled horrors already beginning to flicker across its surface. I screamed, rooted to the spot, but as they, as the scream left my lungs and two grinning, fanged faces burst into being on the television screen, faintly, and then with increasing tempo, I heard footsteps. The things in the television looked worried, swirled into their shadow forms, and were gone. The television winked out just as my mother ran into the room. After consoling me, we went to check on Granny and Granddad. They were both awake because they had heard me scream. We all sat up for a while talking, and eventually the warmth and love returned to fill the chill in my soul. I went to bed, and nothing more happened that night. Or any night, I stayed with my grandparents. A waking dream? Probably so but one that still fills me with terror. I was awake, of course. Mom will still assert when I was in that chair. So I did move somehow from the bed to the chair. Still, it gives me pause. What better way to snare a young boy than to show him something he loves 
then pull him in unawares. Come, come, That's come. literally it. Come, 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 come. Georgie! Yeah, come, come, come. Except he didn't say Muppet. Georgie, he said, come, 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 come. Whatever those two things were, I'm sure the Muppet forms were not their natural shape. I'm sure the fangs and talons were part of it, though. If they're still out there, I hope they haven't had much time to practice those forms, if they can get them just right. I still wonder what would have happened, dream or not, if I'd put them small hands up to the screen there in my grandparents' bedroom. Perhaps nothing. And then again, Perhaps it's better not to know. Perhaps. I, I really liked that one. That was good. good. That was I feel fun. Like, that was really fun. I feel like that's one I'm going to add to the campaign, <laughs> to, the, to the game. I feel like uh, if the TV turns on itself at night, you might see some, some Muppet demons. Some Muppet hawks. Some Muppet hawks. Some Muppet creatures. All right, so I am uh, I'm reading another story from an unknown author. We're now down to the three pagers, so we're going to get a little bit quicker now. story is called uh, Kiran. Kiran, yeah. Kiran. Yeah. It's, not, uh, it's not spelled... With a Q. It's not spelled with a Q. Um, Kiran, or Ki- Kieran, maybe? I don't know. It's my friend. Let's call her Kieran. Well. Whatever you want to call her. I have one to share. And although it involves my friend more than me, I did get caught up in this whole affair pretty badly. Mm. My friend, let's call her Kieran. Kieran. Belongs to a pretty strict family, rife with rivalry with the relatives who live in India. Oh, it's Karan. Definitely Karan. Karan, oh, Karan. Many years before Karan's birthday, uh, many, many years before... Many moons. Many, <laughs> many, many moons years ago. ago. Many, many years ago, before Kiran's birth, there was a huge argument between the family, which led to one of their relatives who believed to dabble in black magics, put a curse on Kiran's immediate family. That's fucked up. Why yes, do that? That's a bad cousin. The curse was that the whole family should be destroyed in some way or the other. <laughs> Which is a generalized destruction curse. From that day, a ghost of a young boy came to the family and actually tried to kill them all. Jesus. First, he attacked the mother and killed her first. Oh, killed her first baby. And then he attempted to kill the father by causing a severe heart attack twice. And then during the birth of Quran, he attempted to kill the mother and Quran, but failed. The ghost vanished for a short period of time, and soon they discovered strange things happening in the house. A room in the house where the father suffered a heart attack suddenly became a mass of paranormal activity. Uh For instance, blood or some sort of blood-like fluid would seep up through the floorboards, and the ghost of the boy could be seen in the house trying to lead the children away. Eventually, they had this ghost exercised, and they moved houses, thinking it was all over, but it got much, much worse. Coming up to the present day, there had been what Kieran describes, or Karan describes as a quote-unquote demon Demon. following the family. Karan is, Karan in particular, was followed by this demon. Demon. I suspect it followed her because she is the child that should have been murdered and she lived. The Mm -hmm. demon watches over her every night at her window and is a pure vortex of evil and blackness. I didn't believe her at first when she told me, but then when I realized how pretty damn scared she was by this thing haunting her, I decided to try and help. Since I had recently been uh, 
practicing astral projection induce lucid dreaming. I oh, thought, you, that's what you've been practicing. <laughs> you've been you practicing know, astral time, projection induced lucid dreaming. Oh, I do that all the time. I thought that I could Fuck perhaps, you guy. I thought I could perhaps, you know, find out what this demon was. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know what? I'm I'm suited yeah, for this. Oh, fuck you guy. I was hey. pretty ill. <laughs> At the time, sick. Kill your shut your killer killer kickflips. And because <laughs> and because you of my too? inability to sleep, I found it much easier to project or enter a state of lucidity. Somehow, I entered a state of concentration purely by accident. And when I could see outside of Karen's house, I attempted to call the demon out to me instead to see if the whole thing was real. Come to me, demon! Come on me, demon! <laughs> then the most terrifying thing I have ever witnessed happen. Demon come. <laughs> I saw a shadow move across the top of my window and it startled me at first, but then the shadow approached me right next to the window and I could see its exact form. For some reason. It couldn't get into my house. Karan also said it was... It couldn't get into her house either. But God, it tried. All the windows began rattling. There was tapping on the glass and all horrific noises. Bitch. (laughs) I was pretty scared for my parents rather than my own personal safety. So taking advantage of the situation, I decided to see if I could contact this demon-type shadow. Bitch. I found out that it it was a spirit of a teenage boy, perhaps 16 or so, utterly consumed in hate. He was looking for his mother. Or just a companion. Maybe he thought killing someone would give him companionship? Who knows? It's like that thing in Harry Potter that that dude becomes like, uh... What? In, uh, Fantastic Beasts. Yes. The, uh, the Obscurus. Obscurus. Or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, I think that's pretty close. Because I know that it's a good idea not to hold burdens against otherworldly creatures, I gave it a wish that I would find what it was looking for, and that it should be taken away so that he could not learn to hate. The scary thing is, the demon left Quran for about a week, and the day before it returned, I had the worst dream I've probably ever had, and it went like this. I was in Quran's house and she was making me look at something out the window and I looked and I saw a horrendous black shadow moving across the sky and it's weird because I never feel emotions in dreams but this time it felt real and I was very scared. It's hard to describe what the demon looked like and if you imagine the blackest black and a silk-like substance with such graceful movement making it hard to believe it's made of pure hate, then you're close. Perhaps the closest thing I can think of is uh, Madonna's dress in the uh, Frozen video. You're so Crappy frozen. comparison, but hey, it's the best I can do. When your yeah. heart's not open. I managed to see the demon close up, and it was pretty gruesome. A gray mangled figure of a boy, black veins writhing over him and feeding on him, and he was reaching out for help, which was pretty sad. There was a message in the dream, which was the form the demon conveyed to me, and it was the form of the Grim Reaper. I woke up and phoned to Karan urgently as I felt I had to tell her what the message in the dream was for her own safety, and she told me that she had a tarot reading the day before, and the Grim Reaper card kept coming up. So the demon came back on that night. It's practically been there ever since, and we just think it's going to remain there with her until she lives her life out, and there's no escaping it, really. Jesus. But I admire her a lot for being able to cope with it. The only thing is that I'm really, really self-conscious about the damn thing following me about now, but I guess it was my own fault for trying to help.
I'd try to become friends with it at that point. I'd be like, you're just never going to live with it. You hang it out? Yeah. How you doing? You get too close to it, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. That story kind of sucked. So we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, We got Awkward Silence. (laughs) Awkward. 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 Spelled A-Q. W-E-R-D. Word. Awkward Silence. Awkward. So this is a true story. Is it? It is. It happened. This is a true story. So it may be lame in comparison to some of the others, but, but it's but true. because it's, it's true. But it's true. Yeah, it's only the truth that makes it lame. <clears throat> All right. Every summer over the 4th of July week, my entire extended family stays in this giant 14-bedroom mega house in the mountains of Asheville. Dope. Pretty, pu- pretty beautiful place. It's a wonderful place. Yeah. Picture the Biltmore. Right. 14. This house is 106 years old and pretty much the epitome of a house you'd think to be haunted. Too bad house. We had an earlier house say that was 110 years old. It's not that impressive. <laughs> Stop, only 106. Sorry. Good try. Sit down. Anyways, my family is the last in our extended family to arrive this time down. Everyone else has already has their room chosen except for me. I end up in the attic, which they turned into a bedroom. At first, I thought it was the best deal ever. I had my own personal cave away from all my awkward relatives and loud little cousins. The room itself was actually pretty awesome. The ceiling was triangularly concave, and there were windows on both sides that gave awesome views of the mountain and whatnot. This is the closest representation I could find. Probably a picture I cut out. <clears throat> Fuck that pit. But picture a beautiful mountainous range <laughs> looking out the attic window. Blue mountains are beautiful. Ooh, especially at night you get to see the stars. Hopefully. Beautiful. Get nice and high up there. Chillies. Oh, I have. Smoke rises. Oh, I have. Yes. Needless to say, I was pleased with my sleeping quarters. Yeah, that's cool. Dope. Until the night fell. What happened? Everything was going smoothly. Me wrapped up like a beefy five in a bed. <laughs> I fell asleep in no time. Beefy five. <laughs> five layer burrito. Beefy five in bed. Let's talk about regular. I was Let's a high piece regular. of shit. My, <laughs> I like that. Five wrapped up bed. like a beefy five, stoned as shit, fell asleep in no time. At 3 a.m., things changed. I woke up to a banging sound coming from a small walkway just outside of my room. Bang. At first, I was pissed, thinking one of those little shit cousins of mine came up here to play around or something. But when I opened the door, no one was to be found. But I did find a source of the noise. In the walkway, there is a small stand with a lamp on it and two cabinet doors. The cabinets were opening and slamming on their own. I stand there, terrified. But with an amused smile on my face, I wasn't about to let this poltergeist think he could think he got the best of me. No. After about 15 seconds or, sl- or so, I slowly turn around, walk back into my room, and gently close the door. I turn every light on in that room and sit on my bed awake for the rest of the night, listening to the occasional banging noises. Bang, bang. <laughs> the next day, determined to figure this mystery out, I question the shit out of my grandma, who purchased the house. I asked here everything I could think of about his previous owner's history, but she didn't really know much. Then I decided to check the guest book. The house is rented out to students that go to UNC Asheville during the fall, winter, and spring. There were three different accounts. Shut up, Wildcats. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> it's actually a really beautiful campus. There, football, football stadium. It's pretty cool. Probably. UNC you Asheville. There, didn't you? Yeah. Well, not UNC Asheville, but UNC Asheville. Cool place. There were three different accounts of a ghost being in the house, two of them referencing the attic. That was enough to convince me. However, it didn't bother me too much, and I toughed out the rest of our stay in the attic. Ballsy man. Fast forward three years, the attic ghost is a well-known phenomenon among the house's renters as it fills the guest book, and my grandmother decides to close up and lock the attic to make renters more comfortable, even though she thinks it's a load of shit. 
When it comes to the 4th of July weekend, someone has to stay up there or else there's not enough room. A few of us walk up there with a key to the attic door. We open it and everything seems normal at first until we walk into the bedroom. Scratched into the wall. I thought he was already in the bedroom. Just three years later. Oh, three years later, yes. Fast forward three years. Duh. Scratched into the wall. Scratched that. Scratched into the wall at a child's height. Also the height of the cabinet doors. In all caps, reads the phrase, Don't hurt me, mommy. (laughs) Thank you for reading it like that. You're welcome. Don't hurt me, mommy. We came to the conclusion that this ghost, that this is the ghost of an abused child. Me and my uncle, there's always an uncle when there's an abused child. Me and my uncle decided to do some investigating. This is a good uncle, though. (laughs) Oh, okay, nice. He's helping you out. Until the end, watch out. You might be right. Me and my uncle decided to do some investigating. (laughs) Looking through every piece of furniture and items that came with the house when it was purchased. We stumbled upon some children's books, all of them titled SUSAN. Yes, in all caps, SUSAN. SUSAN. This has two sounds fake, but the creepiest and most conclusive piece of evidence was discovered was a page of a journal in a locked dresser drawer. It was so old, it wasn't hard to bust open. But why are you only looking at this now? Like... Really the first time you're going to go discover it? Maybe? Okay. (laughs) The journal was basically a note of pity from a brother to his sister Susan, apologizing that he did nothing to stop the things Mama did to her. Hmm. Hmm. Shit. So. It's pain. It's pain that that resides in that house. Awkward. Don't know why that was the name of the story, but... No, it wasn't the name of the story. It's the name of the author. Oh, author. Okay. It's the name of the author. Okay. If there's a first name... It's always gonna be the person who wrote the story. Sometimes they just tell a story and they don't have titles. But that was a, that was it, a true story. The that user's was. name was Awkward Silence. True story. And he was just telling a story. All right, we got a uh, spum. You're gonna read uh, Ceramic Pig's that's, that's, story. I thought that's a creamy pig. You know what? I'm totally cool with Ceramic Pig. So I lived at my mom's house, which my gram first lived in, and then we got it after. I never really sensed anything off about the house, but apparently it's been going on in all the houses I've lived in, or even just visited. Like, my ma's birthday is on Halloween, so she says that's the reason. My mom's That's why it's spooky, because... Your, your mom's birthday yeah. is on Halloween. Because your mom's on Halloween. Yeah, okay. Lucky me, the ghosts have always been playful, so once I got used to them <laughs> existing, I wasn't afraid at all. Hee-hee. <laughs> I was in my room at night, laying in bed, waiting for sleep <clears throat> to eventually come. I was... <laughs> come. Come. Every story has grandparents and come. Come. <laughs> it's grandparents and come. I can't say that. <laughs> I, was, I was laying flat on my back with my legs somewhat spread apart. Out of nowhere, I felt the weight of someone kneeling on my bed between my feet. So my foot, knee, foot, knee. You get me? There's something in between. There is absolutely no one there. I was facing in that direction, no shadow, but I absolutely felt the weight and could see the cover stretched down. It scared the hell out of me. Talking to my mom about it, and she said it was ghosts, so nonchalantly, <laughs> it was ghosts. And then acted like I was silly for not thinking of it. While I was talking to her, I kept hearing voices, but like they were whispering down the hall. Couldn't make out anything they were saying. Yeah, I just tried. You mean little Frankie? Yes. God damn. Type little butthole. You read Frankie too? Another time it was like 2.30 in the morning and I must have napped in the afternoon so I was wide awake and decided I may as well tackle the sink full of dishes while I had nothing else to do. You know what? It's 2.30. I'm going to go wash some fucking 
dishes. The kitchen has a door which leads down a couple of steps to the door to go outside. Laundry room, there's a sub basement. This door is usually open at least halfway because of all the traffic it sees. As I'm washing, as I'm washing away, I hear the door open about an inch or two, which causes me to pause. No one in the house is awake, not even the dog. Then I hear it go back like an inch and a half, then open more, close some, open, open, close, open. It went on for a few minutes, and, it, and if I held my hand six inches on either side of the door, it probably didn't move outside of that. But the pattern it moved in it was random, and it was never had done that before, nor had it done it ever again. I could, couldn't chalk it up to wind, because it wasn't particularly windy, nor were there any open doors or windows. I just walked very still and quickly to my room and laid down until I fell asleep. Anything else, else I experienced there was mostly lights turning on and off at their own will, partly to annoy me along with things going missing, then magically turning up later. My mom, Graham, and friend of the family who lives with us all have their own experiences within the house. Hearing things crash, then going to check out the damage and nothing was broken. Graham. Having ceiling fans turn on by themselves. Ma. Family friends. <laughs> seeing a hand... Ma. 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 Seeing a hand go to turn off the alarm clock. Ma. Family friend. <laughs> I liked the idea that even the ghost thought it was too damn early. Hearing voices. Children running. My mother had that. My sister is starting to come around too. I think she has mentioned having her own experiences, but not saying specifically what they are. My dad's house, where I live now, is also haunted, but markedly less. I think he's the, the he's variable the, here. He's his dad. I think the, the or the author. Yeah, the author. The author. He, the author. Place the he goes. Yeah. I think the old woman who used to live here hasn't left, nor do I think she likes me very much. But that may be because I'm the only one perceptive to her. I've had hunks of wood thrown at me from clear across the room. Lights turn on in the middle of the night to wake me up. Things go missing to reappear in a way weird spot weeks later. There's times where I can just feel a lot of anger being directed toward me. It sucks to try to ignore and sleep through. We have a tankless water healer, which is a blessing from the gods, and it allows you to select the temperature you'd like your water <clears throat> to stay at. I like mine at roughly 106 to 108, so I always set it there. I'll get in the tub, wait a minute for a two, wait a minute or two for it to warm up. Then it doesn't. I run the box tank, check. It's down to 100. The thing is in the linen closet next to the bathroom and is no way accessible to any of the cats. But when you're the only one home, and the thing can be set to 116 plus, it's easy to chalk up the ghost that already doesn't like you. I had a friend come stay with us for a few days in the summer. We were sitting in the front room, talking with my stepmother, and she asked if we had curtains or anything against the wall by the front door, which is a flat wall. So the only thing we have on that is two pictures. She said she saw the bottom of a dress being kicked up, like when someone is walking, but against the wall. My guess is she caught the woman walking around. Hmm. I also have heard voices while being there. That's really creepy. I've heard what sounded like my dad on the phone walking down the driveway, but in the middle of the day, when he was at work 45 minutes away. I've heard whistles from right outside the door when I was the only one in the house. In the middle of the night, dad and stepmom were visiting her family in Boston. I know I've heard other voices, imitations, but I can't remember them off the top of my head. Sorry if I didn't go with too many explanations or jammed a bunch of stuff together. I didn't want to make an overly massive post. Bitch of a ghost knocked my dog off of my bookcase. It's a dog. I 
I took as memorabilia from my great grandma's house before she died. I thought it was a real dog. I was like, what the fuck are you talking right. about? You could have thrown that in the first sentence. Luckily, I can glue it back together, but this is bullshit. It's been sitting there for months just fine. I can put it purposely not too close to the edge, so, uh, so should a cat bump into it, it won't get knocked off the edge, which has happened before. But all the cats were on the other side of the house trying to go outside. I didn't even hear it fall and break. Bitch of a ghost. Bitch, bitch of, of a ghost. ghost. We, got some, we got some ghost hauntings yeah. going, going bitch, around. Bitch of a ghost. Oh, great. <laughs> great. I get to read Peckerwood's story. Peckerwood. What up, Peckerwood? Which is Not the inexistent class trip, which I, I don't even know what that means. Peckerwood, though. Peckerwood's an existent class trip. <laughs> All right, let's dive right in. It's not hot, but it's I had something strange happen to me in college. Yep. It was a chilly, wet November afternoon, a Tuesday, and most of the leaves had already turned and fallen from the trees. I had no classes and decided to take a drive up to the mountains and go hiking. Now you guys, what we all do. I was college. training to hike the Appalachian Trail, oh. and at the time, I regularly hiked 10 and 20 mile sections of the trail with a 40 pound pack on my back. You were just a hiking machine. That right? day, Peakerwood. That fucking day. I planned to climb a popular two-mile trail which led to the overhanging rock with a gorgeous view of Shenandoah Valley. Shenandoah of course, is beautiful. in the rain there was no view, but I needed to get accustomed to being wet and cold. I won't mention the name of the trail for now. Because fuck you. I drove past the old home site high on the ridge where colonial families lived and pulled into the parking area to begin my climb. I did not see a single other car, bike, hiker, or person the entire drive up, and the muddy parking lot showed only one set of tire tracks, mine. The climb up was tedious, and I slipped twice, getting completely covered in mud and banging up my knee. When I was about uh, three quarters of the way up the top of the mountain, I entered a cloud. My entire world was reduced to a foot of visibility in a milky white gray vapor. Hmm. Standing atop the rocks at the top, I entered a meditative mindset and sat down on a rock to take in the experience and it was cold wet I couldn't see a thing but somehow it was very tranquil and beautiful all alone on a rock in a cloud then I got the willies a feeling of fear passed over me in a wave and I stood up suddenly tense and rigid silence the most silent you'll ever be not a bird or a car just an occasional puff of wind and then I hear a cackling woman's laugh and a chorus of voices, children's voices, <laughs> giggling in a sing-song, carefree way. The voices were coming from below, then from above, it's impossible. And suddenly all around me, as if I were in a circle. I was utterly terrified, because somehow the voices were coldly indifferent or malicious, like the predatory call of a wild animal, and they definitely should not have been happening there. I quickly shouldered my pack, nervously fingered my knife <laughs> to make sure it was within reach, and hauled my ass down the mountain, certain that any moment a little kid would dart out of the mist and scare me! Or do something worse, I don't know. Finger mine. But it was finger me. But as I was scared, because I was you scared, were scared as hell. You were scared a kid was going to jump out and finger I, you. And then he jumped out. <laughs> you hike 10 to 20 mile trails. Peckerwood. But you were scared I, that this little kid was going to jump out I'm and used to being wet and cold, right? I'm used to being wet and cold, and I'm not used to being wet and cold in <laughs> my butthole. And my butthole. I no. reached my car in record time after sliding on my ass. No one wants their butthole tickle. And hurried, stashed my gear and started up the engine and as I was pulling out I noticed that there were no other wheel tracks in the mud of the lot and I hadn't seen a single other person on the descent 
The voices continued to giggle and laugh the whole way down the trail. All 45 minutes of it. There was no one else on the mountain that afternoon. And I can still think of no good reason why I wouldn't, why I would have heard those voices. I know they were there. And I know that I heard them. But it was impossible. Peckerwood, did you do shrooms before this trip? It's an inexistent classroom. Oh, Ben McToy. <laughs> Sarah, hurrah. Hurrah. Sarah, hurrah. I'm Sarah. Hurrah. Is reading the what story of the gray man, the gray man of Ben McDewey. The gray man of oh. Ben McDewey. At first I read Ben McDewey as a Japanese man, but it's ben a McDewey. Ben McDewey. Ah, uh, right. well, it's, it could be Ben McDewey. <laughs> Big toy. Ben McDewey. Nah, but ben, it's Scottish. The gray man of Ben McDewey. All right, Cap. Let me hear uh, oh, this your Scottish, Scottish Ben McDewey. Ben McDewey. What's funny is I actually just read a, a story that takes place in Scotland. So the entire time we were doing dialogue, we we're reading it in Scottish. Oh, <laughs> right. Me and me and well, Doctor Ankenstein. So, so when you're the support, you're number two. You gotta throw so in some Scottish. Listen, I don't know what's down there on the sewers. In the sewers, go down there to Gladchester. <laughs> I'll see. I'll see what's down there, and I'll go on down, and I'll fuck it. Fuck! You'll fuck it! Fuck! <laughs> the best part about the best part the best part about that fuck is the build-up. It's like the strain on your face is the fuck. <laughs> well, can you be a nice Scottish background voice for me? He's got to. Disgusting! Disgusting! What are you saying? If there's any dialogue, I'd I'd love to help. Thank you. Alright. Sarah Hurrah. I'm here. Mostly to beg for more out of you, Ant. Ant is a guy who wrote a bunch of good stories on that website. Ant. Ant. I want more of you, Ant. However, I'll leave a story that my... Scottish! Stepfather told me regarding... I'm fearless more. Or the gray man of... Ben McDuy! Ben McDuy! Ben McDuy! Being a peak in Scotland. Oh, the Scottish peak, Ben McDay! <laughs> there are long-standing legends of something either akin to a yeti or some sort of spirit that ghosts the footsteps of climbers when the fairly common heavy fog and sleet sets in. So my stepfather, John, and three of his friends decide on a day trip to the summit of Mr. McDoy. McDoy. They set out relatively late in the day, having been inspired to undertake the climb more so by the points consumed at lunch and the bravado of young men that by any story of spooks on the mountain. You are spooks on the mountain. I got the story. Ben ben I would pirate there. <laughs> <laughs> the pirates of Scotland. That's alright. But as is the case with the British mountains, it wasn't a long trek to the peak. We like to just have pints and go for little walks. The most common route to the peak, and the one they chose that day, takes you on a gradual, but long, and desolate ascent across the moors of the highlands. The first of John's friends excused himself from the expedition early on. I can't handle this shite. <laughs> Volunteering to hold their table at the pub. That's I'll sit down pub. at the pub and have a bite. <laughs> and wasting no time in disappearing down the slope as the remaining three ascended higher to the already gathering gloom. Fuck that! <laughs> now the thing with fog is, along with its ability to disorient, 
and isolate visually, it also distorts sound. The wind over distant crags can sound hauntingly close, and the clatter of disturbed rocks terrifyingly so. But this was as much of a test of their testicular fort fort fortitude. fortitude. Yeah, testicular fortitude. Big balls. Yes. Of Ben McDuey as a way to kill an afternoon. So they laughed a bit and to keep the dread uh, from creeping in and continued. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, we have big balls. Testicular the fortitude, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Yes. Call me Lance Armstrong. Haggis! <laughs> Haggis! <laughs> <laughs> then the wind kicked up, the fog swept in with vengeance. And so they lost friend number two! Oh no! Who never even gave an excuse, just stopped mid-stride as another lick of fog cut off his view of the group. And with a strangled farewell and turned just short and ran back down the mountain. Fuck that! John and his last mate... Wonder what his name is. Come. With what amounted to John and his last mate come yes. with what amounted to a scoff and a shrug, decided to double the effort and make the summit in good time. They set a quicker pace and fell easily into the rhythm of their footsteps, gaining ground one not more than six inches from the other in the dense mile. The pattern of the footfalls became so familiar that neither one could later remember when it was altered. At first it was easy to dismiss as another trick of the wind and fog working at their tired minds, but as the third set of footsteps moved undeniably closer, John's last friend grabbed his arm. Sorry mate, come back down with me now, or you're on your own. <laughs> Strain in his voice through the thick accent. It does not want us here. It but does night. It does night. <laughs> but despite the argument that followed, and his friend eventually abandoning him to storm back down the grade, John would not be deterred. Disgusting! Disgusting! My name's John! You quit! Quit is disgusting! <laughs> By now the distance, lengthened artificially by weather and stress, could not be so great. He resolved to take the summit, huck a stone on the cairn, <laughs> and have a laugh and a drink at his cowardly friend's expense. Good work. His reckoning proved correct, and it was not long before he felt ground level off. As he ventured forward, the sky cleared enough for him to catch a glimpse of the cairn. A pile of stones at the highest point, assembled one at a time by people climbing up the peak, a ways off along the ridge. And to his great relief, a man circling its base through, though looking for a good place for his stone. John watched as this man seemed to give up and simply set the stone he was carrying atop the others. Just as quickly as it has cleared, the fog choked away again, and he lost sight of the cat, now a stone higher. But having confirmed his course, John called out in gloom so as not to sneak up on the other climber, reached down for a stone at his feet, and moved through the fog with his hand extended in front of him like a blind man. The fog broke again as he realized he had strayed slightly and turned to face the cairn again. The stone in his hand never made it onto the pile, instead clattering to the ground at his feet. He never paid it. He never heard it though, as he was too busy sprinting away from the summit praying that he kept his footing. The cairn onto which the man had placed the stone with ease had been well over 20 feet high, and the stone as big as my stepfather's head. Damn, floating over a chasm. Ooh. Setting up those stones. The can! He almost fell in there. 
Ben McDoing! Or is it implying giants? Jack and the Beanstalk, it doesn't want you here. No, he saw a man put a stone at the top of this pile, but when he looked down, the pile went for 20 feet. He said, what the fuck? And he said, how did this person do this? I thought he was here. And he'd have to... Climb. There's no way. Where, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Alaska woman. How'd he do that? I know one of you took a shite without flushing the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Disgusting! Disgusting! <laughs> All right, we're going to let unknown author bring in uh, the second floor of, of doom. doom. The second floor of spam. 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 Second floor of spam. Since I was in third grade, I was best friends with a guy named Chris. Chris and more grandparents. It's not just Chris, it's Chris with a K. That's important, just okay? Like yeah, it's Chris with a K. Chris, Chris with, with a K. K. Just like come with a K. He lived with his mother and his grandparents in the old family home. His three-story farmhouse. This house had a strange rule. No one was allowed on the second story. Ever. 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 The reason for this? It was haunted. Oh. We're just gonna get right up. We're gonna just tell you right yeah. about it. it. It was haunted. Uh-huh. All right. The bedrooms were on the third floor, so every time we would go up there to play, we would stop on the landing for the second floor and see who could hang there the longest without being freaked out. <laughs> hang out on the second floor landing long enough, and the doors began to rattle on their frames. Oh, jeez. What you could see from the landing was a long, ra- uh, long hallway, three doors on the right, and a bank of windows with the blinds drawn. Hmm. This was a source of entertainment for years, and he would always tell us ghost stories about living on the third floor and hearing noises from those locked rooms on the second floor below us. Scratching on the ceiling, banging, voices. One summer, we repeatedly ran down the second floor hall to see who could get to the end, turn the last doorknob, and get back without being grabbed by ghosts. The doors were all locked, and none of them were supposed to open. We stuck. We stopped doing this the one night I slept over, yanked, opened one of the doors to find a dark, empty room, and heard this cacophony of horrible sounds, scratching, and babbling, and whatnot. I also swear that I saw something moving in the shadows. We both freaked out, ran downstairs. His grandfather was extremely pissed that he had to go up and close that door. (laughs) He came down from the second floor, pale as the dying man, and wound up walking slowly outside and tossing the room key this gnarly old skeleton key into the woods. However, the second floor lost its allure in sixth grade when his grandfather was found dead on the second floor, half in and half out of one of the rooms that was supposed to be locked forever. From that day on, we stopped fucking around there and his mother and grandmother nailed the door shut. After that, things got weirder. He would tell us that one of the voices he heard from the rooms below was his grandfather asking him to open the door and let him out. By the time we got into high school, he started to unravel and we didn't hang much. He was extremely depressed and so was his mother and grandmother. His grandmother's health was failing too. They all looked horrible, like they weren't, weren't taking very good care of themselves anymore. When I did see them, he would, tell me how, he would tell me harrowing stories about being kept all night by voices in the rooms below and that they banged on the floor all night and wouldn't let him sleep. His he grandfather was angry, floor. he always told me. In the spring of our sophomore year, he stopped coming to school. I was, try- I was trying to check up on him, but his mother wouldn't let me talk to him. I went by the house one day, and she told me through a crack in the door that he couldn't be my best friend anymore, that that I should stay away. It's fucked up. I went by a couple days later, knocked again, no one answered. I saw the curtains above move a little, 
like someone was looking at me through the window, but that was it. A few days later, I went again and found that no one lived there anymore. The blinds and curtains were pulled and the place was empty. I never found out what happened to him and his family. Hmm. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Happy hope, Thanksgiving. Hope they got out. So uh, we're, we're on to the last round. We're, we're doing the one pages. And I am reading uh, what is username a sleepy budgie. I think that's budgie. A, I think that's like uh, British too or Scottish. A budgie. I have no I have no a idea. A wee lassie. <laughs> a wee lassie. The only creepy thing that's happened to me was at an old apartment of mine while trying to sleep at night. Something would play with or put pressure on my feet. Ooh. It was a fairly old house, about a hundred years old. It was kind of groggy each time it happened. At least t- two because I was using sleeping pills to get to sleep. But it happened more than once, so I know it wasn't the meds. I was too tired to really freak out, which is something I'm thankful for. What made it weird was that it was almost felt like it was meant to be comforting. I have another story, but I really don't know if uh, what I thought happened did happen. It was a few years back, and Ghost Hunters, the show, was fairly new, and all these ghost hunting groups started to pop up in my city, and I decided to join one. The only investigation I did was in a house that belonged to a local university, and it was the music building or dorm for music students or something. It was pretty old, around 100 years. However, sometime during the history of the house, someone was murdered. People living there said it was haunted, and it became a bit famous. It was just a regular investigation, I guess, but the fun part were all the electronic batteries that kept dying. People kept changing them, but it didn't matter. I, I was I was sitting in the piano room, and I thought I felt something touch the back of my head and, like, the tip of someone's finger or something. This is the tip of the finger. <laughs> I don't know. It could have been the power of suggestion. I really wanted something Penis. creepy to happen to me. I didn't go on any more investigations after that, not because I was scared, but because I was a student working two jobs at the time. Had no free time. I told my aunt that I went on this investigation, and she told me that was a really bad idea to be dabbling in the spirit world. She's a very spiritual and new age type of person, so I trust what she says. I guess that's a reason I haven't gotten back into it. Seems just like he's a real puss. Yes, he was a real vagina of a person. So, uh, let's, uh, come, this is your last story. It's, uh, Cats for Missiles. Cats for Missiles. Cats for Missiles. Cats for Missiles. That's that's how, uh, you can get missiles from Russia. (laughs) Cats! (laughs) So, I've been noticing strange things in my apartment lately. Strange. Strange things in my apartment. First off, the screws on the bathroom refuse to stay in place. I frequently find the screws from my light switch and doorknob unscrewed a good quarter inch. <laughs> I've lived in this apartment for over two years. When I first moved in, the crawl space entry in the laundry room was sealed over with paint. In the last couple weeks, though, I've noticed that the paint seal has been broken, and it looks like someone has moved the door. I now find that doing laundry makes me extremely uneasy, as if I will burst out of the crawl space any minute. Something's going to come out of that fucking crawl space. (laughs) Last week, I found one of our folding chairs folded in the middle of our dining room. My fiancé explained it away, saying he had... Saying he cat... Saying the cat. The... The. Oh. (laughs) The... My fiancé explained it away by saying the cat had knocked it over. But I had a sweater sitting on the seat of my chair. The The way a folding chair works, the sweater would have ended up underneath the chair. Instead... My sweater was sitting predominantly on top of the chair. I've noticed other things, like when no one else is home, I'll sometimes hear clatter in the bathroom sink, similar to when someone drops a bottle of makeup. I could always say it was the cat, but every time I 
it happens that Kat is curled up in bed or on the couch with me. Not much of a ghost story, I know, but it's been enough to freak me out for the last few weeks. Lots of ghost stories. Spooky, yeah. spooky, spooky, spooky. Where are the missiles at? <laughs> and then Doodles <laughs> McIdiot. <laughs> last story is my author, end. Doodles McIdiot. Great way to end that. Doodles McIdiot. Doodles McIdiot. Stupid. Don't be a Doodles McIdiot. Stupid. Nathan. My name is Teto. I'll get you one day. <laughs> I swear. I'll fucking get you. <laughs> My own story is not really a ghost story per se, but it might be appropriate. It comes from a time of family tragedy. and takes place over a decade ago. In 2001, my uncle was dying of cancer. Oh. He married into the family when he was already sick, and things looked bleak from the get-go. My aunt married him knowing it would be a short ride. My uncle were crafty people and made tea light holders out of clay to give them out to family members. One night, the one in my family home was lit when it suddenly burst into a huge flame, way bigger than a simple tea light would burn. I'm talking hot enough to burn scorch marks into the clay. They're Mm. still visible today. Several hours later, we got the phone call. Of course, the time of the death matched the sudden burst of flame. My uncle had been the final stage of his life for a while and he was completely dependent on life support. That day had been a gorgeous spring day and he had decided that would be a good day to die. Apparently our candle holder wasn't the only one that burst into flames that night. Another aunt told us the same story. It was probably the oddest story told in, in our otherwise level-headed family. Yeah, cool. he, he went out with a bang. Literally. You know? That's, uh, that's yep. a good... It's good. I mean, the stories... The stories really didn't get that much more random, even though the length changed. It's just, the, really, the only noticeable thing is that the length changed. Like, yeah. we went from people past. telling story like, ghost stories about their houses to people telling ghost stories yeah. about their houses. But, you know, some of them were quick little, you know, yeah. the bathroom made a noise once, versus, like, a long story about a kid finding a fucking shoe. Yeah. So, you know, you never know what you're gonna get with Not Hot But Spicy. That's what, I, good. that's what I like Fire about... That's what I like about reading Not Hot But Spicy. You know, Muppets was fun. Never know what you're going to get. It was probably... Gum, gum. The, Muppets was definitely the best one yeah. in the episode. Clown Shoe was really gum, good. Gum, gum, gum. There's a lot of good good pieces in that, gum, so gum, I'm, I'm happy with those. Yeah, um, there were some fun ones there, some, some iconic thank you, spicy. ones. Oh, yeah, it's not hot, that's, that's spicy, but it's though. spicy. So yeah, give that website a look if if you liked what we were reading today. There are huge amounts of stories on there. I only kept the small ones. There are some sixteen to twenty page stories on that website that I mm-hmm. I had to cut because they were just too long <clears throat> to include in these short compilation episodes. But anything that is like I think eight pages or less, I kept. So we will always be reading various length, uh, not hot but spicy stories, and you never you never know what you're gonna get. It's a mixed bag. So um, give that website a look. I know that there's a really great story on there that I, I might read one day, but I swear it's a thousand fucking pages long. Um, it's it's Ant's story, the guy who owns the website. Uh, he tells a story about uh, working for the military in a base that was owned um, uh Predominantly in history by the Nazis, hmm. so he feel he feels like uh, almost Nazi ghosts are haunting the base, and he just tells Nazi stories about doesn't it. Doesn't get much scarier than Nazi ghosts. Nazi ghosts, absolutely not. So, uh, yep, give that website a look. Not hot but spicy, good stuff. 
Gonna give them a shout out. Gonna give us a shout out again. Unsubscribe. Give, don't no, like. Nope. That's not what. That's not what I was. Gonna Wait, say. So he's about to plug. He's about to plug. I was gonna something. plug us. I was gonna say, uh, don't click subscribe here. to subscribe. our YouTube and watch our videos, which are brand new. And uh, you know, if you are following us on Spotify or something, you know, I don't know. Can you rate on Spotify? I don't. I don't think so. It doesn't matter. Give us a thumbs up on whatever platform. Share us with your friends if you like listening to us. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing serious. It's nothing. It's nothing too real. You know, you do you. So there's uh, stories to listen to on a nice drive on a nice dark night with no lights. Stoned out of your mind. Yes. Uh, Spum. Uh Any any final comments? You know what? There's a lot of fun. It's been a great day. We're about to go feast. Um, thanks for thanks for having uh, us on feast. How about you? How about you come? Uh, well, first I would just like to thank God. Uh, without him, well, I don't know where I'd be. Possible. <laughs> yeah. Hey you. Hey. Big old God. Fuck you. <laughs> hey, fuck you. So I that was. Said, uh, I thought you said big old God. So I was picturing God as God. God. It's vengeful. That is my new God. It's vengeful God. God. Wait till the day's end when the moon is high A little rise with the tide with the lust for life out Unless an army and we'll run us a whore And then we'll look across the land until we stand at the shore I'll wait till day's end when the moon is high And then I'll rise with the tide with the lust for life out Unless an army and we'll run us a whore And then we'll look across the land until we stand at the shore